0: Seven oh two. Sports talk. O double one. Double eight Coming up to 28 minutes to 8 o'clock and it's time for our profile interview tonight. And we've been talking about rugby, so let's stay with rugby. And in fact, let's stay with rugby sevens. Siabello Sanatla, he plays for the South African sevens side, the Blitzbocker. You know him, you've seen him. You've tried to follow him on the screen, but he's very fast. He also plays for the Stormers in Super Rugby and in Western Province in the Curry Cup. His regular position is wing. He was a member of the South African sevens team that won a bronze medal at the 2016 Summer Olympics. And he joins us now live on Sports Talk. Sibelo, hi. Good evening. Welcome.
1: Good evening, Ray. Um, how are you doing, man?
0: Oh, not too bad. How are you doing? How are you coping with COVID-19? You must be quite frustrated.
1: Yeah, as it's, it's difficult as it is, you know, we're doing quite well, to be quite honest. Um, I think that the opening of you know, the opening of Lot to actually train at any time has made things easier for us. You know, the, the physical being so being locked in kind of like feels like present for us.
0: Yeah. Your thoughts on the season being cancelled? I mean, the Blitzbocker were doing so well. Of course, the Kiwis have come out on top. Have the Blitzbocker been robbed?
1: I really think so. And <laughs> you know, as you follow the game of Sevens quite closely, you'll know that four tournament is quite a period. Um, anything can happen in one. I mean, in 2018, we had an instance where we won the tournament pretty much on like the last two games. So four tournaments is, is hectic. time. That's like 16 games. So anything can happen, I feel like they were robbed. Um, but on the contrary, you know, Sharks are on top. So mm. I'm saying, you know, give it to the Sharks as we gave it to New Zealand. Right? <laughs> I think that balances out.
0: You're a very good sportsman, I must say that.
1: <laughs> it's a good balance, man. It's a good balance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Olympics
0: next year. How are you rating the side's chances? Say, for instance, we do have the Olympics next year. Let's hope we do. What do you think the chances are of the Blitzbocker coming out with a gold medal? It'll be great after what the Bocca did. It, it
1: literally, I believe we have a pretty good chance of winning gold. And I'm not saying this out of vision, but I'm saying it because of the talent that's within the group. Yes, four years ago we had an amazing group, and a lot of players have moved on since then. But the youngsters that, if you're watching closely, you see that the youngsters that have been playing in the circuit are amazing, and also uh, with Olympics in the horizon, you have um, a chance of all the older guys, you know, that's been playing for this regularly to come back. So the chances are pretty, pretty, pretty good.
0: Yeah. The next seven series, I think, was supposed to be in December. What have you heard? What are people saying to you?
1: It's, it's so frustrating because no one knows at the moment. You know, it's all just speculation and projections. Um, but it seems like Dubai and Cape Town is not going to happen, uh, which is normally one about December side, as you said. Um, so the boys are kind of like hanging in the air. We have no idea what's happening. It's um, probably starting the new year.
0: Okay. Yeah, what are your fitness levels? It must be very difficult to keep fit, to keep motivated. What do you
1: yeah. do? I, I regard myself as as still very fit. Um, I, I really haven't stopped since lockdown. Um, I'm speaking for myself here, so <laughs> I don't know about all the other boys. Um, but obviously, you know, it's, it's one thing to be running fit and another to be rugby fit. Because suddenly, you know, right you have to tackle and you have to get up and down. That's totally different from just running in a linear fashion.
0: Yeah, it must be very difficult. And of course, you can't go and train with your teammates because it's all about social distancing and masks.
1: Yeah, you, you can pretty much do nothing. You can literally just run and, yeah, just run, 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 run and do some conditioning, which means there is no gym, actually. I was going to say some conditioning in the gym. Um, so we, we all, we all set up at home in the garages, you know, our, our garages are becoming our gyms this far and we all, we all just trying to use whatever we have to sure. keep our conditioning up there, which is fairly difficult, but uh, man, we're coping. Yeah.
0: I went and actually saw a friend recently. He's a practicing athlete. And he had a tree stump in his garage. I was like, what on earth? He said, well, I don't have anything else. What do you expect? I
1: have the same setup. up. <laughs> <laughs> I have a stump in my garage as well. It helps. I promise you, there's so much you can do. And I guess like, this, is, this is what it is. But, like, In this period, we get reminded that we're actually quite spoiled. It can do so much with the liver that we have. So yeah. um, it is a good reminder for me. Uh, personally to like like just not have all these fancy equipment and just to go back to basics and you know use your brain your god-given brain which is amazing because if you really channel it yeah you can be really creative so that is quite cool
0: Yeah, no, it is quite cool. All right, let's go back to your origins. And this is a profile interview. So we've seen you on TV. We've seen you score those tries. Let's go back to day number one. You grew up in Velcom. Tell us more.
1: That is correct, yeah. Born and and raised in Velcom. I lived my whole life there since, uh, not since, until I was 18, rather. Um, Yeah, normal boy, every show. You know, average kid that just wanted to be around um, outside. I, I don't know, it's something that's quite contrary to the kids of today because I feel all they want to do is play PlayStation and actually you, you have to force them to actually be outside, which is something that really, you know, raises my eyes. was like, what? You want to be inside? Dude, you know how many things you can do outside. You know how lovely it is outside. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy thought. But, yeah, I um, love being outside. I love playing sports was always always playing sport. I touched on anything that I can do like tennis, cricket, soccer, athletics, whatever I could get my hands on to. um I was even singing in a choir on stage <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> so i have i' I've always been very curious and um, that's that's nothing I've always been curious and always been active um I think which is something that has really helped me uh grow up um and yeah. After after my schooling, um, I went to CET in Bloemfontein for a year, which um, I started the accounting accountancy for, and um, I got a big break by being in the Chiefs junior side, and that's where Coach Poetoo saw me and, you know, gave me a chance to camp with the sevens. It's interesting the rest is it's interesting that you say that
0: now c b c Bloemfontein, I, I presume they play rugby. How did you do that that transition from high school to the cheaters because very often people get lost in that transition? You have these brilliant rugby players like yourself, and then they go into accounting and we never see them again. what happened
1: yeah um, i guess my 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 story is a little bit different um, from all the boys that I'm playing with. You know, naturally, they get scouted while playing at school level and get them to the bigger leagues or the bigger teams this time, at that age already. Mine was pretty different. I went After school, I went to school early. So after school, I went to Harmony um, Sports Academy, which is like the breeding ground for Griffins and our 19s. Um, I went to go play there for a year while I was taking a gap year. And while I was taking a gap year... The the CET saw me um, and gave me a scholarship. So that's how I got to CET. And while I was playing for CET, I you know, started up at the bottom, played fourth team, third team, second team, and then finally made my way to the first team. Um, the Cheaters and the 19th coach, while we were playing in the varsity show, that mm. um, came out and you know, and I was just watching the games and he saw me there. And he had some interest. Like, how old are you? I'm Like I'm 19. He's like, great, I'm the, 19, I'm the 19th Cheaters coach. And i love for you to come play for us. I thought that's wow. just amazing. Uh, so up from CET, I was still at CET, actually. I went to go play. I When our season, a, a season ended at CET, I went to go play uh, for the Cheaters. For the Cheaters on the 19s Played a couple of games there. And then, and then one coach had the Cheaters say, dude, nah, you got to play with the big boys. <laughs> Seems, like <you> play. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you're playing with people that are beneath your age. So he's like, yeah, invited me to come there. And um, the keep is an anti coach of school of that. Uh because it's the same it's the same franchise. So there's there's no problems there. Um so like, while I was playing on the twin ones, that where Coach through saw me and he was like, Yeah I'd like to give you a trial and uh when we had our off week, uh our bow week, um, I went there to Stellenbosch um in on a trial basis, we spent the week with the seven boys and then I came back, uh, came back to CET. The man said nothing to me. Um, I actually thought I was, I did very bad. Yeah. there there was no feedback at all. I went back, went back to CET, wrote my finals for the year. While I was writing my finals, uh, Coach Paul too called me. Like, man, I want to give you a contract with the box inside. Side. Wow. So that's that's how it happened for me. Like literally, the year CET. All of that cramped it was cramped in one year, so that was an amazing effort.
0: That is amazing. Now growing up, who are your big sort of inspirations in rugby? Who did you watch and go, I wanna be that guy?
1: Certainly the great Bran Habana. There's, there's no one else. <laughs> I think there's a way guy we all looked to him, right? He was <laughs> he was shining too bright for us to look at other guys, man.
0: Yeah oh yeah. he was he's great he was just fantastic he really was but you have the same sort of of, uh, of flair that he had or has
1: I I'd like to believe so I'm uh, more so the the speed more than anything I feel like um um uh, my, my game is different in other ways uh, but the speed is certainly something that um people are like uh, myself and him too
0: in fact, just looking at uh, at my Twitter feed yeah, you're actually one of the first sports stars profiled on Brian Habana's newly launched app that's MatchKit.co <laughs> It builds that's athletes' a, digital profiles financially. Tell us more about that That's interesting
1: That's very interesting um, So, sports up it's kind of like a half for social media um, So it, it kind of like profiles your insights and stuff like that and who's following you and and stuff like that. Uh, so when potential brands come and scout you out and check your profile, they can see that information uh, first hand, which which literally does the job for us. Because obviously you don't have to kind of like pitch to a brand that wants to collab with you. It just happens automatically with being the mitigator, if you want to call it that.
0: Right, right. Okay. Okay. Right. Back to your profile now. The Summer Olympics in 2016. How were your nerves? How did you handle that? And tell us more.
1: Well, it was it was a beautiful time in my life, and to be quite to be quite honest, I was I wasn't nervous. It I was more excited than nervous. Uh, I think that was purely because I was in the best shape of my life at that point, and um, I felt so good. I was having a very good season. Um, so I was I was pretty excited. I was on top of my game, and and that's why I said like, you know, we had a great team. I, I'm into that so we had, because I felt like we had a, a gold medal team at that time. Um, so my my nerves were, were shattered by the excitement of what could possibly be. Uh, but it is it's it's a it's a different stage. Dad. It's it's <laughs> it's a different stage, and you realize how big it is because now you're not just representing... Like rugby sevens in South Africa, or the Springboks sevens in South Africa, representing Team South Africa, which is way bigger than you know one code or one federation. So that is that is absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah, our guest tonight is a Springboks sevens player, Sibelo Sinatla Sibelo, how do you handle the nerves? And you, you spoke now about the 2016 Summer Olympics. But when you go out then you know that your country's watching you, are you getting used to it?
1: Yeah, you know, at some point you do get get used to it, um, but that doesn't, you know, make you nervous a little bit sometimes. Um, how I deal with it, uh, funny enough is I dance, I get loose. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. <laughs> That's good. It's, it's
1: it's something so so contrary to the rusty like, type of, you know, ethics, because people don't do that. You're supposed to be angry, you know, ready to hurt people. I'm just easy, man. I'm just enjoying it. And I love dancing. So, And that gets me loose. That gets me actually not thinking about right there at all. And that's how I get to enjoy my game. Uh, by starting off by being loose. And obviously with being loose, you, you play more, like more relaxed and stuff like that. You're more calm, so that's That's how I go about it.
0: All right. Let's ask you a personal question then. When you get off that bus and you're listening to your, your iPod or whatever you're listening to, what songs are playing?
1: I don't shuffle most of the time. Um, so I take that risk. Oh <laughs> my like, god, you, you you know what I wanna listen to, you know what to deliver to me right now, uh, and I just do that. But I'm also gonna get to the changing room though and I'm not feeling the vibe that my shuffle has given me. I recently spin I'm a piano, I just play the anos, as they call it, and I just dance, man, because it just gets me in the mood, you know, it just gets me in that festive type of mood. I love playing that in that mood. Uh, because that's when I'm at my best, when I'm loose, when I'm very calm and you know, when I'm mm. when I'm feeling good. Yeah.
0: SMS, yeah. who has been your toughest opponent so far?
1: Toughest opponent. Um, I'd say William Barker. William Baker in his time. Yeah. And um, that was two thousand and fifteen. He plays for Kenya, Kenya seasons. The other man, the man is unbelievable. Um he's he had speed, he had skill, he had strength, he's quite a big boy as always well. like yeah, so you never knew what was coming, you know he could do all of those things at once, uh, so you never really knew, so that was something that was amazing um, yeah. and someone that actually haven't played against because I was always a teammate is um is I'd say children Colby the man the man is mute eh <laughs> the he is good he
0: <laughs> destroyed england
1: man i promise you that when the guy touches the ball you have to be on high alert like <laughs> your whole body has to be on alert. Because you never know where the man is going to go. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. No, he, he's quite he's quite something. Do you fear more, though, an opponent like a Jonah Lomu kind of style opponent coming towards you, running towards you, versus, say, Cheslin, like we said, who just is everywhere?
1: Um, if I had two of those type of stereotypes coming to me, I'd, I'd literally pick a, a Jonah Lomu um, instead of Cheslin because... I know Jomile, what Jomalem is doing. I know exactly what he's going to try and do. He's going to try and run me over. And yeah, I like, I like, I like that actually. Um, um, tackling is one of my favorite things to do, so I don't mind that at all. But someone like children, mm. where you don't really know what's going to happen next, <laughs> that, that's a difficult task.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I must admit. I think the English found that out. Now another SMS. <laughs> right? Well they to shame that they, they really did. I I just think though maybe on that day the English were not in form and we were in form. We were the underdogs <laughs> and we just we just wiped them out. It was lovely. That actually leads me to my yeah. next question. What about you and the fifteen man format? What happens next? Well for me
1: right now is uh, you know, trying to make the uh, the stormers starting line up. Um, as I have recently, I've just started, you know, making the team um, consistently, which is great for me uh, because with that comes, you know, of course, um, you can train as much as you want. You can you can practice as much as you want. But if you don't get any game time, then you're not going to get better. And that's literally what I need. You know, coming from a background of sevens, I need to play as much 15s as, as, as I can uh so that's that's my main focus right now. Um, obviously, you know, the goal at the back of the mind is is, is spin box fifteen and that's why I'm I moved move to fifteen to challenge myself. Um I moved to fifteen because I wanna be a buck. And I guess yeah, it comes with the love and passion for the game, you know. If you love what you do, you'd really wanna be the best in it. And um, so that's that's what I'm heading towards. Yeah. Our
0: guest tonight, Sia Bello Sanatla, our Springboks Sevens player. Maybe you have a question for him. 011 8830702 or 021 446 SMS on 31702. It says, Is the wing position the only position you play in? Very good question. Do you find yourself that you want to play maybe fullback or somewhere else? Well,
1: I've played pretty much everywhere um, growing up. So I've, I've played. I was a squad mouse when I started off. I made good for, uh, Grand Home Week as a squad mouse, surprisingly. I've played centre, inside, outside. I played centre school. I played outside uh, playing for 2019. in um, the I've played fullback for the for the school and province. So, I literally can play anywhere. Um, but, with, <laughs> with what comes with, uh, with a professional, I think, you know, fullback will be a, a better bet for me. Um, Anyone else would be a huge ask because I've, I've acquainted myself you know in the back area so I'm very comfortable there um, I'm not I'm not in line to learn you know new trade all over again at, at the age that I am um, it's all about specializing so anything in the back is, is good for me
0: yeah now the question as well here yeah, that's just come in what about overseas and we lose so many players to overseas clubs are you looking to first establish yourself in South Africa we don't want to lose you <laughs> what
1: a question! Uh, are you guys tired of me?
0: No, stay. Me? <laughs> we want to watch you, especially play for the Stormers. Don't tell those Lions fans, but I make sure I make sure Stormers fan. I
1: won't, I won't shout. I won't shout. Don't worry. No, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm still in South Africa, man. I want to establish myself in South Africa. As as I said um, in the previous answer, that I I want to you know play a lot of fifteen games. Um, we know in South Africa because with that you have a higher chance of of making a black group in South Africa than when, when you outside if you're not established. So I want to do that first and and see how that is. goes. Um, the overseas option is never closed, uh, but for now what's important for me is to stay here and make my name here.
0: How difficult is it, I've always wondered this, how difficult is it to get into the Springboks? I mean, is it a case where they just have to notice you? Do you put up your hand and say, hey, what about me? We've got Mapimpi, we've got Cheslin, we've got quite a few very talented players. I mean, how does this work?
1: I I wish it was that easy. I would have done that long time ago. Yeah, it's a a very integral um, process. I guess, you know, you have national selectors, that are watching your games all the time. Um so they're watching all of us. Uh, but the pool of wingers that we have now is is quite great. You know, you have Chase as you mentioned, you have Martin, we have Zboo, we have Kordno, we have you know we have Myself, we have Sergio. So there's a huge pool of wonderful players um that are that are competing for that, you know, for those two spots, which is amazing for us because um, it kinda like levels up again a little bit because you know there's people competing for that spot. Um and there's also competition, you know, and that's what I wa- that's what you want as an ass you wanna be competing against the best at all times and you wanna prove that you're the best, um, as I said. Uh so for for us it's 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 great because we weren't in this privileged position in prior years, you know. We depended on Bana Bana and, and J. P. Peterson all the time and people were kinda like asking who are going to be the uh, predecessors? So right now we have um, a huge pool of players to pick from, which is amazing. Um, I just have to work harder, I guess, to be seen.
0: Yeah, to get in there. With COVID-19, you must be very, very frustrated. You are, what, about 27? So you're in the prime of your career. Uh, You must be very angry, actually.
1: Uh, Precisely not, eh? I'm, I'm not really, like, this is no one's fault. We have to recognize that, you know this is happening worldwide. Right. It's not just our thing, um, and no one is at yeah. fault here. So I, I'm, luckily, I'm an up, uh, optimistic guy. You know, I'm I'm very optimistic and an enthusiast. So, you know, I believe like this has brought other opportunities into place, and which is what I'm venturing into. Um, I've got an opportunity to think beyond the field and think about off-field stuff and think about the brand that I want to portray and the things that I want to do outside of rugby. Um, Because rugby doesn't last forever, right? What's going to happen after that? So this is, you know, about that opportunity to think about stuff like that and put things in place uh, or start putting things in place. Make sure that we transition wonderfully after
0: that. It's interesting you say that. I I interviewed the Beast recently on this radio station, and he's now doing a business de- a degree at Henley Business School. Are you looking at yeah. something similar, thinking mm, maybe I should? Because hearing what you're saying <laughs> there, you got your feet firmly on the ground.
1: Yeah. Um, look, we we try like new things, man. Um, um, at the moment, I have ventured into. Um one, so I have a label, I have a signature series. Uh one which is called Glory. So I ventured into that last day, actually late November we launched. Um so right now we're just reproducing because we it was a test project. So we just, you know, are testing the market and we saw that there was a appetite for it and now we're going to go into next production. So that's been great. Um but talking about books uh, definitely. Um, I'm doing a course now that's wearing yellow, a marketing course, which is amazing because marketing has been something that I've been quite interested in. So, you know, getting the downtime now is like, yeah, this is a perfect time to do something like that. So I took the opportunity to do that and it's been, it's been great.
0: Yeah, very clever, actually.
1: Now, the SMS yeah, are you
0: worried that not having physical contacts will weaken you? Now, there's an interesting question.
1: That's a very interesting question because that's that's something that we we worry about. Um, I don't think it will be a problem because obviously we're doing our gym work, um, which is not enough. But before we play, we'll probably have about you know five or six weeks to to prepare for our tournaments. They won't just throw us in the deep end because they know that rugby requires you know contact, so they'll give us time to get some contact conditioning going on there before we put our bodies on the
0: line again. So I'm not I'm not really worried about that. All right. Final SMS, uh, what has been the highlight of your career so far? Which I think is quite something. You've been at the at the Summer Olympics, you played uh, for the stormers so far. What has been your highlight? Uh my highlight
1: would as a as a player personally like as I thought my highlight would have been um when I was crowned uh rugby sevens Player of the year in 2016 um, for me that was I think that was the biggest thing that was, that would have happened to me um, as a as a player in a team um, I think you know my highlight would be doubling up on the world series we won it in uh, 2016 2017 season mm. and then we won it back to back on on the 2017 2018 season so that that was also amazing
0: your family must be quite proud
1: yeah, I know, I'd like to believe <laughs> <I'd> be so. <Lisa. laughs> no, they're outside, the outside, man. Um, you know, my, my my mom and dad have been supporting me, um, since I was very young. So you can imagine, you know, your son doing great things or um doing some um, stuff that you guys think about when you were younger because my mom was quite a able player as well. Uh, so seeing your son play at the level that you wanted to play at, uh, I think that's something that, you know, would make any parent part. And for me, like, you know, as, as a youngster, I'm not young anymore, but <laughs> as a youngster, <laughs> that's that's all you want to do. You want to make your parents part. Um, and I think I'm, I'm well on my way.
0: And your your country is certainly proud of you already. Springboks Sevens player, Sibelo Senatla, Great to have you on Sports Talk, and we look forward to seeing you play for the other box. You're playing for the Blitzbocker yes, for yes, now. Yes, and, hey, thank you, thank you, thank you for all those tries. We do appreciate them.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Ray, and thank you so much to your
0: listeners as well for spending time with me. Um, it is great hanging out. Ah, it's been great. That's Sibelo Senatla, Springboks Sevens rugby player.